Dancing, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Annalisa. And I'm Reese. And this is to Ellen back. back generation, generation, generation edition, edition, <laughs> edition. I love the edition <laughs> of the edition. Nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Wow, what a day! Here we are. Reese has had a morning. I've had a morning. I spilled my entire water bottle. I think I broke my closet door. Did um, you spill oh puzzle God. pieces? I did. Oh yeah, I did spill a puzzle everywhere. And like, if I'm doing a puzzle, you already know I'm not doing well. <laughs> Um, oh no! But I do know this about you. <laughs> but we're persevering. We're persevering. It's you know? fine because I think that's what's important is that you stick with it. Yes, so true. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think it's a lesson that um, all of our friends in fictional Los Angeles will also have to learn. Totally. Yeah, this is going to be a interesting episode Big. for for <laughs> the people. Um, this episode two o two is called Lean On Me. It is directed by show creator Marja Lewis Ryan, and it is written by Jonelle Lennon, who previously was a writer on Pretty Little Liars, a show that oh, wow. I have not watched, but I'm pretty sure Reese has. I have. I have viewed the program. Most of the program. Yes, it's a very zany, it's a zany little show. More <laughs> pressing to me personally is, is she related to John Lennon? Um, I didn't do that research, but I can do that research before our next episode and return, or if any readers want to let us know. Um, It's not spelled, it's spelled J-O-N-E-L-L. It's not J-O-H-N. So it's not like you just had John and then added an L. Right. Um, But it could, it it could be. I mean, this is how Hollywood works. There's a lot of, a lot of people are the... And you know, that's just part of it. And that's, it is what it is. But um, I don't actually, I don't want to, I don't want to spread lies about this writer uh, who made a name for herself on Pretty Little Liars. And, um, but is her last name the same as John Lennon's or as the, like the, the, the dictator Lennon? Uh, wow. Pretty, pretty um, bold to. I, uh, I actually don't know who Lennon is. I'll like, but it's on my mind because this morning I tried Lennon as a word in the New York Times spelling bee game and it said it wasn't a word. It is spelled like John Lennon, not okay. like the Russian leader. The Lennon. Russian leader. I'm not trying to like, yeah. Lennon, so Lennon's like a good guy? Uh, I'm not gonna, I'd rather like not like take like a strong stance <laughs> on, on Lennon right now. <laughs> we put Drew on the spot. Um, but like he's not Stalin. Right. Yeah, Stalin. That's one of the bad ones. Okay, we need to. I would say. I would say. Let's 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 do do like some Russian history later. (laughs) And actually, what if we just like started talking about this episode of the L Word? Yeah, let's get into it. it. Great. Okay, so guess what we start with? Sophie and Danny are (laughs) they're fighting. (laughs) This is a multidisciplinary wedding venue, you know? <laughs> They've got a marital bed to fight in. Um, it seems like things are not going well. Danny no. is so mad. Right. Like, fair. <laughs> fair. fair. Yeah. But, like, she's leading with mad is yeah. the mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I think I would also 
I would probably punch a wall. Mm-hmm. I've never punched a wall before, but I feel like if at my wedding. <laughs> I think my reaction to this would be to run. Yeah. I don't oh, think, yeah, I guess that's, that's right. why it was so surprising to me. Like she is really like 10 toes on the ground, ready yeah. to like fight with Sophie. And yeah. I personally would be like, goodbye forever. And I would just sprint away. Yeah, I would start a new life. I can't actually run to be clear. Yeah. I mean, I used to punch walls a lot when I was in high school, but I sort of grew out of that phase. My, uh, my walls in, in my childhood bedroom, a little, oh. little bit of a mess. But I don't think that'd be my reaction now. I think I also would probably not run away, but I definitely would be like, I'm going to want to take a minute because I don't actually <laughs> want people to like, I wouldn't want people to like see me have feelings. So I'd right. be like, cool, cool, cool. I don't care about you. Go fuck yourself. I'm going to go. And I'd like grab my best friend. And then my best friend, Micah, would be like, yeah, I already knew this whole time. And yeah, <laughs> then I would be like, okay, cool. So everyone is dead to me and I am going to move. Um, I but, would you know, run away, change my name, start a new life, get a new face, face transplant, yeah. just everything, redo it all. But she's like yelling. I mean, she's asking Sophie, I think some important questions. Yeah, I think so. And then, you know, everyone's, it's just like chaos everywhere. Like, yeah. Alice tells Shane that she looks like a little kitten on a highway. That was cute because it was true. Alice looked really good when she she stood up to rescue Finley. I was like, yeah, hello. Yeah. Alice was being very like elder dyke in this, which I appreciate. And then fucking was it Bet or Shane who was like, this is that is the most selfish thing. It was Bet. I think that was the most selfish thing I've ever seen. Bet is on one in this episode, and we're going to get into that. But yeah, Bet, I have some questions. But yeah, Bet saying this is the most selfish thing I've ever seen in my life is like that you've ever seen Sophie do? Maybe. Yeah, probably. That you've ever, you, Bet Porter, have ever seen? I don't buy it. Like maybe, I don't know. What about when Shane just didn't fucking show up for her own wedding? Right. I mean, come on. What about when yeah. Bet cheated on Tina a hundred times? Oh yeah, we'll get there. We'll get to that. Well, okay. we're gonna get to that. There's yeah. yeah, okay. But so everything's chaos and it's so silly. I was obsessed with all of this. This made it <laughs> yeah. all worth like the the absurdity of the whole situation last episode that bothered me made it all worth it for this chaos. Danny tells Sophie that she never wants to see her again and that she's fucking disgusting. And you know, it's not that that's unfair, but I do wonder if Danny would feel the same if she had seen the what are you doing, buddy? What are you doing moment? <laughs> like, I think maybe she would have understood. Yeah, she would have been like, that was really sweet. Yeah, she maybe would have been like, okay, so like, yeah, yeah this was wrong. But also like, I do get it. That's, it was really hot and sweet. And, you know, <laughs> sometimes that's that's how life is. Anyways, Danny punches Finley in the fucking face. Yeah, so that that's was funny. Happens. That was pretty funny. I do think Finley should have seen that coming. Oh, yeah. And she, I mean, she deserved it. I kind yeah. of think in my head, Finley saw that coming and was like, I deserve this. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. just going to let her do it. I'm just going to take it. She could have ducked. Yeah. 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 And so everyone's basically mad at everyone, uh-huh. which is a great way to start this episode, which has more arguments in it than any other episode I've ever recapped <laughs> of the L word or it has more. This has more fights than any of them. This is a big the girls are fighting episode. <laughs> yeah, it is. Everyone's it's a fun fact. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I have about this wedding chaos is that I love Tess just being like, <laughs> what the fuck is going Like, yeah. I'm her in any chaotic situation, just watching and being vaguely judgmental, but not <laughs> engaging. She's like, this is not for me. Her facial mm-hmm. expressions are golden. And yes. when she's like, um, is she drunk? <laughs> and her eyes are, so- oh, it's so cute. Anyway, big drama, big love, big punch in the face. That's what I always say about a wedding. <laughs> it's everything you want. Um, okay, 
so then we move on to Sophie with her family. And, you know, I think we realized that actually we could see Sophie's grandma in the last episode, but not clearly enough that I caught it. So this was my moment, at least, of being like, oh, my God, thank God Sophie's grandma's okay. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was thrilled. Yeah. And I just love this family so much. Right. They like all really care about each other and they're just trying their best. And like, I love the sort of parent grandma thing of being like, you didn't do that great. But <laughs> what do you need from us? Like, right? yeah. Very like supportive, but not like indulging. No, I, yeah, absolutely. Like it was realistic advice. Like they weren't going to like sugarcoat it, but they were also like going to help totally. out with whatever She's with really, whatever she needed. She's really yeah. sad. Yeah. I mean, and also Danny was like, don't talk to me ever again. And Sophie's like, she's not answering my phone calls. Yeah, babe. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to be, she's not picking up the phone. She just said, never speak to me again, which obviously was dramatics in the moment. But like. That's something that I don't like about, uh, I was going to say fictional characters, but it's actually very realistic for fictional characters because I don't like it in real people either. <laughs> and it's it's like, if someone says, if, if you have wronged someone, it is not their responsibility to comfort you or to act, to be on their mm-hmm. terms. Mm-hmm. You need to say, I'm so sorry. I want to talk to you. I want to work this out. Call me when you're ready to do so. I'm going to check back in. Either either leave it at that would be my preference. But if you need to like provide a, I'll check back in in a week or whatever it is, like fine. But like the insistent, like I need to talk to you. We need to talk about this when you are the one who did something wrong. It bothers me so much. Yeah, it's really selfish. Yeah. But also we find out that Sophie, um, because her mom's like, do you love Finley? And she doesn't answer that. She just says, I love Danny. Yeah. And Maribel is definitely the one who's (laughs) harshest on her because she's like, just like dad. What? Which is, I think one of the, like, depending on what your relationship is with various family members, I think that is maybe the meanest thing you can say to a sibling. Yeah. If that is like the dynamic is, is like something like along those lines. So that... It's not maybe unfair, but it is whew, pretty harsh. It was a really low blow. Yeah. But I think it's interesting, this like scenario, because we know that Sophie does have feelings for Finley. But I feel yes. like, and I know I'm projecting because I actually had like an incredibly similar experience, oddly. But like, it's this panic. Like she, on the one hand, is this person who's like very adrift in life, unemployed, doesn't have a place to live, doesn't have her shit together at all, who she feels this like incredible like attraction to. And then the other hand is this person who she has like a life with and who's friends with her friends. And like, they have this mm-hmm. relationship. And even though she wasn't happy in that relationship at all, like if she doesn't get Danny back, then she is sort of, it's like, then, then she has to accept that Like she fucked up. Like she's an asshole. Mm-hmm. It's like, not just about like making the relationship work. It's about who is she? Like, who is right. she as a person? Mm-hmm. Is she somebody mm-hmm. who fucked up this wonderful relationship to go to a rank little love nest with, you know, 26 year old who barely has her foot in the door or whatever to quote Cherry Jaffe, or is she like a reliable, (laughs) which is like a terrible classist thing. But, um, you know, like who, who is she? I think it's like, she's fighting not just for the relationship, but maybe even more so for like her own sense of self. Yeah. Well, what do you think? I mean, yeah, that all, that all makes, that all makes sense (laughs) to me. I mean, it's, it's been like, it's interesting, like watching Sophie's like reaction to all of this and being sort of surprised because I really thought that she felt trapped. And so she would have wanted to, especially like, we'll see this throughout the episode. She's like really trying to get Danny back. And I'm like, really? But I think that makes a lot of sense that it's not about getting Danny back. It's about like who she is. That makes yeah. sense. And also if Danny leaves, then she's in this relationship with somebody who publicly humiliated her ex. Like it's like a right. very, it's like, it's like, this is one yeah. kind of life and this is another kind of life, you know, like, yeah. the, and that is, 
really scary. Like I feel like she's just panicking and maybe yeah. that's because I'm a Sinley shipper. <laughs> yeah. But I do feel like she's just panicking and, 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 and also like she's been with Danny for so long. I think there is a moment whenever you're ending a long-term relationship with somebody where there's that day or that hour or that week or that month where you all of a sudden, when you actually have to think about losing them, then you immediately panic. Like it's just like yeah. a psychological response, regardless of whether or not your relationship was even working. Totally. Well, um, going to another relationship that is not working. Um, <laughs> Alice is with Nat and Alice says that she doesn't think Finley has even seen the graduate. I and then that. her and Nat, and then her and Nat are like, well, we haven't either, but we get the reference. And I was, I don't, be, but I don't believe that. Why wouldn't Nat and Alice have seen the graduate? Who hasn't seen, I mean, like I get that Finley maybe hasn't seen the graduate, but like, yeah. who hasn't seen the graduate? Finley's definitely one of those people who you mentioned a movie that literally everybody in the world has seen. And she's like, what? But she's seen Jurassic Park 25 times, you know? Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. But I don't believe that Alice, especially like just knowing everything about Alice, that Alice wouldn't have seen The Graduate. But also like she hasn't seen SVU, so she doesn't know anything. <laughs> I was just right. about to say, I don't understand what they're doing with Alice having never watched anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. this, anyway, whatever. That's not important. This is a problem for Drew because you like, people's media speaks a lot about who they are as a person. And so you're continually yeah. frustrated when you're like, this is not actually an accurate depiction of the type of media that she would have been involved in. Yeah. I want to know, I want to know everyone's sun sign and I want to know everyone's favorite movie. And that would be, <laughs> that would really tell me a lot. Um, but anyways, Nat brings up open relationships and Alice is not into it. And I'm actually sort of, it's sort of surprising that like Nat is the exciting one, not to like associate polyamory with excitement and monogamy with not excitement, but like, I think I just did that. And I think it's fair when we're watching a television program, the potential for excitement is probably more if a character who's in a relationship is also having other experiences versus just being in a relationship. Right. Anyone who's monogamous out there is offended by that. I'm sorry, but I think we can get on board with this. I'm monogamous and I'm not offended. Great. Thank you, Reese, for speaking for the monogamous community. <laughs> but Alice literally says that bad people are poly. Monogamy is not for everyone. Well, it's for most people, except the bad ones. That's the thing is that I was like, ooh, is Alice is vehemently like, that is not okay. Yeah, like that's which, bad. Yeah. She's like not willing to have this conversation at all, which no. is very stressful and leads to Nat fully crying in the bathroom. Yeah. Like yeah. Nat is going through something. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think she's crying about like the future of her relationship or do you think she's crying because that trans woman was just so hot that she's like, <laughs> what if I never get to have sex with Marissa? <laughs> probably, probably that, that one. <laughs> yeah, probably that yeah. one. Yeah. But God, Alice did a lot of things this episode that I was like, oh my God. And also, I don't buy that. Like she's been alive in the Los Angeles community of, yeah. of queer people for at least two decades. And she yeah. thinks that like, non-monogamy is inherently bad and only bad people do it, that doesn't even make sense. No. She wrote the chart. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't know what's happening with, with Alice. Alice has always been like a favorite of mine and wherever they're taking her character is like, honestly, it's probably healthy for me because it was never, my love of Alice was never really, <laughs> Alice has never been the most, um, I would say never been the biggest ally to my community. <laughs> Um, so maybe, maybe if they also make her boring and so I don't like her, it would maybe be healthier for me personally. So maybe it's a gift. Thanks, Martha. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing it for you. Mm -hmm. Um, at wherever Danny is holed up, which we have to assume is like her dad's house, right? Yeah. So yeah. Sophie brought something in a dish. Are they brownies? Uh -huh. Is it a casserole? Like I, it's gotta be Kugel. It's gotta it, be a Kugel. I don't know what it is, but 
Sophie brought that over. Maybe it's like 10 pair polenta tarts. She's like, look, I just spent $50 million on you. Take me back. That's and pay off the my traditional debt. thing you do after you cheat. Yeah, sponge cake. And Danny is responding dramatically. She's like <laughs> mm-hmm. throwing the casserole dish in the trash. She's like flushing her ring down the toilet and I... sending photos of it to Sophie. <laughs> Literally such a move. flushing money down the toilet. I was appalled pained deeply pained okay but that's the thing a rich person can do that's what you get when you have an evil father you get the privilege of being able to flush the wedding ring down the toilet fuck you that's you know it's a powerful thing engagement ring wedding ring we knew that danny's dad was rich but i i don't know about you two i didn't know that he was like has a man in a suit who opens the door at his home right he lives in like a manor that was like a victorian manor like yeah what that was shocking to me. Yeah. I also expected he would be living in sort of like a slick modernist type of mm-hmm. LA Hollywood Hills home. And this was like a, like this, like a fifties movie star used to live in this mm-hmm. ensemble. Yeah. I don't know anyone who is that level of rich. How rich do you have to be to be that level of rich? Pretty, pretty rich. Pretty. Yeah. Pre- I mean, all we know about his business is that some of it involved opioids. Right. And it is my understanding that they made a great deal of money that industry. Right. So maybe it's a Sackler mansion that they let him live in. (laughs) Um, But also, I mean, obviously Danny, if I were Danny, I would really, I would probably be doing, I don't know what I'd be doing. I guess being really upset. (laughs) I would have blocked Sophie. That's for sure. That is the thing. I would instantly just not be getting Sophie's calls anymore. Yeah. Like if that's the choice I'm making, then we have the technology for that. You don't have to hear from her actually. Right. Um, But you know who Danny does have to hear from is, Bet Porter, yeah, who is here to save the day with tartine? Mm-hmm. Hilarious <laughs> that she brought tartine. Like, of course she would. This was such a nice, like, generous moment from Bet. Yeah. You know? And Danny was a little bit hostile, but I think Bet. I mean, that's the same way Bet is. So she probably was like, okay, totally. I mean, it was like a really good first act of a fanfic too. I mean, we didn't go <laughs> in that direction, but I definitely was like, I was watching it. I was like, I know you're sad. But sometimes a good way to deal with your sadness, let me tell you. Boning. Bone Yeah, be flirtier instead of mean. Yeah. 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 I think actually if Bet Porter came to my house right (laughs) after I had found out that my fiance had cheated on me. Yeah. I think the only thing I would be, because here's the thing about it, is there's never a moment where you can make a move on Bet Porter right. and have lower stakes. Because if you <laughs> do it and she's like, whoa, you can be like, I just was cheated. Like, I'm crazy right now. Yeah. It becomes totally normal. So I think it's, it's actually like the prime time to go for your ex-boss who is the most... I was going to say the most powerful lesbian in Los Angeles. And when I say that, I don't mean that like, I'm sure there are people who are richer or like have more political influence, but I think like most powerful, just like spiritually, you know, Bette Porter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She has a, like her soul looms large in LA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, as I was mad about last episode, Shane did kind of fuck up Tess's life Absolutely. by ruining this poker game that yeah. she was bartending. Confusing yeah. as it may be that she was bartending this poker game. Like it was a good paycheck. Yeah. And... Shane ruined it. We were talking about this last episode of like, what was the intention with Eddie right. and what are, how are we supposed to feel about Eddie? And the idea that Eddie would like blackball Tess from every game in town, like Tess didn't do anything wrong. So right. it, it just like adds into the column of like Eddie's in the wrong in the situation, which I don't think should be the takeaway. Right. Um, like I know that Lena Waithe is like a big guest star, but like if you just, 
I don't know, like it, it still feels like it's using this character that was not very well developed who showed up to just be like, hey, there should be spaces in LA lesbian world that are for specifically black lesbians and like taking a character who says that and then being like, and they're wrong about everything except uh-huh. that. But like, it's like, it just creates a weird dynamic. And I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, for a black, like they never have, rarely have black characters, rarely have masculine characters. Like to have like a black masculine of center character be the one who is like, because you're right, it doesn't make sense. Like why in the world would she blackball test from every game in town? Like that's sort of immature and petty. So it's like just kind of a shitty direction, I guess. Yeah. Well, luckily... Tess, you can hear how excited I am about this for her. <laughs> Shane has a new pitch, which is their own underground lesbian poker game. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tess delivers an absolutely incredible barb, which is... I don't really know how to say this. <sighs> say it. You're not discreet. Yeah. And I thought that was really funny. Uh-huh. She's like, you're trouble. I don't trust you. This is illegal, right? Is it illegal? This I is, can't figure I think, this out. I think... I don't know. Money makes it illegal in LA, oh, right? Okay. Like the actual money gambling part of it. I actually don't know, but <laughs> that's that's what I think. I guess we would know this if it was actually accurate that lesbians all over this city were playing poker all the time. Or we all know and we're all just like playing it cool so our listeners and the fans yeah. don't catch on. You know? Yeah, is this illegal? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Very allegedly illegal poker games that yeah. allegedly happen in Los Angeles. Yeah. I could definitely put down 10 bucks. (laughs) Yeah. So back to our primary drama. Finley walks in as Maribel and Micah (laughs) are dealing with wedding gifts. And, um, you know, we have, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's, well, first of all, (laughs) it's nice that we're happy about Maribel and Micah hanging out. So let's Uh say that. Yeah. But Maribel does say that Micah is Jose's Finley, which I think is unfair uh, and also is fair in the sense that <laughs> <laughs> well it's fair in the sense that Micah should also like remove himself from the situation I don't think it's fair in the sense that I don't think like Micah didn't interrupt a wedding Micah didn't, <laughs> like wasn't friends with Jose's husband imagine? in fact Micah Micah didn't even know <laughs> at, when they first started so there's a lot of reasons why it's actually like not the same but and also Micah found out that Jose was married while they were both looking at the mermaid painting which I feel right. was like that is sort of like having a concussion when you are looking yeah. at something like that you're like <laughs> kind of in a in like in this weird zone you know it's a really good point yeah uh, can you imagine micah interrupting a wedding he would never oh, he's so polite sweet boy no. <laughs> um finley continues showing up places in their lot she's really not laying low so she goes into work and so does sophie obviously i finley yeah finley is <laughs> so funny to me because she just arrives back in la is like i've been banished to kansas city for a while <laughs> But you know what seems right is just going about my day the same way. Mm-hmm. Like Alice needs her coffee. Alice needs her coffee. I'm sorry. I did get a really big laugh out of her being like, what's the soup of the day? And soup the chef. assistant going, <laughs> the bad assistant going, oh, it's just the soup that they have for today. Sometimes it's tomato or veggie or clam chowder. The soup of the day is the <laughs> soup they have today. <laughs> it's pretty good. I just thought that was so funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. As someone who has been a PA many times, it's amazing how if you are just competent, people will act like you have changed their life. Like I truly have just like had people like talk about, I mean, I really haven't left like a PA or assistant job without being offered another job after. Usually they're for like a similar level and I don't want to do it. So I usually say no, but okay, brag. like, 
<laughs> but yeah, but like, but it's because it's because it's not that hard. Like it's because there's so like the industry is just filled with like boys like this who do not know how to do anything. So uh, on the one hand, I think it's pretty silly. The whole like running gag of that Finley's like irreplaceable as a PA. But on the other hand, it actually sort of checks out that Alice would be like, oh, I found this like high like lesbian who like knows how to actually do like bare minimum tasks correctly. Yeah. Uh, I actually understand why she's like, we need to get her back here to ruin some lives and get me my coffee. 100%. Yeah. Well, also, Finley doesn't have ambitions. Like, she's not like, I'm going to be an assistant and work right. my way up. Or like, I want right. to be a writer. Like, she's just like, I'm going to be a really fucking good assistant because this is like kind of, she doesn't really have an ambition beyond that at this point, you know? Right. And, you know, uh, someone who doesn't have ambition again suddenly is Sophie who <laughs> when Alice is comforting her she's like I, I want that producer position and Thank she's God. like I need it and you know what honestly like I don't think she should like get it because she's sad but she was going to get it anyways and yeah. she turned it down and so I think she I think I think I'm I'm happy that Alice is like being like yeah you can you can yeah. have it and Sophie's like we can totally work together it'll be fine we'll be totally profesh and I'm I'm sure that will go super well to be continued. <laughs> I'm just amazed they're not actively crying. If I were Sophie yeah. or Finley, I would be crying. Because yeah. everyone, I mean, there's three people right now are like pretty much at the worst point. Like it's some sort of emotional rock bottom. Yeah. I mean, I really don't cry a lot. In fact, I have like a whole like eye condition that I recently discovered that prevents me from crying a lot. So it's not just that I'm a Capricorn. Oh my God. I'm so jealous. Is it contagious? No, <laughs> uh, no um, it's not. It's a, it's a thing. I, yeah. Anyways, but I don't cry a lot. But when I was going through a regular breakup, I like constantly had to like go into the that office effort. bathroom because yeah. I was like working in an office at the time and like cry so that they're like holding their. I mean, maybe they are crying. We're just not saying it because how much time can we really spend? watching like Sophie cry in the bathroom. I would have liked to watch that. Yeah, I would have. A little bit of it. I would have been like, this is so authentic. I would have raved about yeah. it. You know? Yeah. But so across town, Micah is um, deciding not to be Jose's Finley. That really, that really stuck. Because when the person who you're about to be dating and have been friends with for a while calls you out <laughs> on your toxic, I'm just making this canon now. That's of course, wishful yeah. thinking canon. Uh, you know, you decide, you decide that you are, are going to have some self-respect and also, I guess, respect the institution of marriage. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. Also, Jose is psycho in this scene. Yeah. Yes. And then he's like, the, his husband comes out and he's like, this is my friend, Micah. It's like, <sighs> ah, it's all bad. Yeah. I will say, it is one of the bolder things for Micah to do to like show up like as the like, what's the it? What's a, what's a, what's a male mistress called? Like, yeah. Like to show mister? up <laughs> so you as, say as the mister uh -huh. to show up, to show up at the house and be like, we're going to have this fight right here uh -huh. is it's a move. I mean, I respect it. Uh -huh. um, something I didn't like was that Micah's mad because he says he didn't lie about being trans. So why would Jose lie about this? And it was a very, very weird false equivalency there. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, he's like, I was honest with you about who I am. Like, why aren't you honest with me about who you are? And it's like, I just am sort of confused by that because like they were fully dating for long periods of time. And so yeah. not that <laughs> trans people throughout history haven't kept their transness secret through long relationships, but it would have been pretty challenging to keep it. Like, I just am sort of like the period of disclosure, it just, it just like showed a lack of understanding about disclosure and about like one, it's weird because like Micah considering the sexual acts that they were doing, like Micah would have had to disclose or it would have been disclosed yeah. for him. And two, like 
it's not the same uh, being trans and having a, and being married when you are lying about being married. Like you, you actually don't have an obligation to tell someone you're trans. Like if Micah wanted to be like, I only do these sexual acts and do sexual acts that wouldn't force him to disclose. Like he could have done, like, that's not immoral. You don't like trans people aren't obligated to disclose their transness. So, um, whereas I would say that maybe if you're married in a monogamous relationship, like before starting another relationship, you should maybe let that person in on it. I think those are just morally different. So I did not enjoy that, but I did enjoy Micah stirring shit up. Drew, you're 100% right. Um, so, uh, speaking of <laughs> writing that needs it? editing, uh, Tom, the editor arrives. <laughs> um, thanks. Thanks. That was pretty proud of that one. Took me a second, but uh, pretty proud of it. Um, Tom arrives. He asks, they like, Alice is like, can I get you anything? And he says, ask for gum. And they make it seem like the weirdest thing ever. And I don't understand why, because if someone showed up to meet me and was like, do you have gum? I'd be like, yes, I do have gum. And thank you for saying that because you are concerned with your dental hygiene and wanting to make the experience of us talking very close to each other pleasant. And so, yes, here's gum. And I will also have gum myself because sometimes when people ask for gum, I think, oh no, do I have bad breath? Oh yeah. And you're asking for gum because you want me to also take a piece of gum. So if anyone ever asks me for gum, I will always also have gum, even if I didn't want gum in case I secretly have bad breath. Oh, I always think, do you want a piece of gum means, means you have bad breath. Like, and I will not be convinced otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's it's an assault. Except that this man chooses juicy fruit as the gum (laughs) that he's going to use for his breath. Yeah, that's a little pathological. Yeah, no, horrifying. That's the weird part. (laughs) That's what we should talk about. But it's pretty clear that as we expected that this is more of a, this is like going to be a pretty heavy edit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and unsurprisingly, Alice is not thrilled about having her work edited. That right, is a very yeah. consistent, I think Alice of the entire, all the seasons of the L Word franchise, this is very consistent and makes sense that she would be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> um, professional challenges continue as Bed is meeting with an artist and it's going well until Griffin Dunn. I need to remember, what's Griffin Dunn's name? What's his character Isaac? name? Isaac, Isaac, which is an insult to Isaac from, from the Torah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the original Isaac, you might say. Yeah. Oh, gee. <laughs> the first <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> um, and he he really he really manages to to screw things up, doesn't he? Yeah, it's like this black artist who wants to work with Bet and is like excited that Bet, you know, somewhat excited like Bet knows his his work and really respects it. But he's like, I don't know if I want to work with this guy. He's trying to sound smart about what he's talking about, but he isn't. And just don't talk. Yeah, he is not needed in this meeting. It's not hard. Just don't. Yeah, this is the thing is he could have just swung by and been like, hi, it's so nice to meet you. We're so excited about this. But like he seems incapable of doing something like that. Right. He can't just be like, okay, great. Bet's running things. Yeah. I'm sure this will become a problem. Yeah, absolutely. But it's it's, well, it's embarrassing for Bet. Yeah. And it's also like then you're like, oh, you're like one of those people, like one of those like white cis men who cannot who just cannot like take yourself out of a conversation that doesn't need to involve you. Well, and like Bet yep. is clearly like embarrassed, not just at like how he's acting, but also at like her like role in this meeting now. Right. Like she's kind of uncomfortable about having brought this person in to meet with her because she works for right. this guy. Like it just, it's right. bad. Speaking um, of awkward workplace politics. <laughs> nice. Nailed it. That was great. That was great. Um, yeah. Finley's like eating spoiled yogurt. Okay. Does that mean there were 12 full size yogurt? Like they couldn't be individual ones because those all have tops that you rip off and 
you can't put back on. She was like, I was testing them to make sure they're not expired. They were probably already, they were probably still sealed. But like, like for example, I bought yogurt two months ago. Mm -hmm. I haven't eaten it yet. Um, it might not be good, but like in the office, where Charlie opened up and it's like Stephanie, Courtney, all over these little uh, Sharpie, all over these little yogurts that haven't even been opened, you right. know? And she's like, are these old, you know, she's like, she's a freegan. Yeah, I definitely miss. I did not include any of the yogurt in my notes. That was something I missed. I did. I did have that Sophie and Finley finally talk to each other. Yeah, um, that is the more important thing that happened in the scene. Yeah, you're right. I just got yeah. really tripped up by the yogurt logistics. And Sophie teases Finley a little bit. Yeah, I don't think Finley's ever done anything this emotionally complicated, and she's she really like she's actually yeah. a kitten on the highway through the whole drive yeah. you know when finley asked sophie if her grandma is mad at her that is like <laughs> yeah and yeah. so then sophie and finley have their big first bite you should ask that well, i sort of was going to keep it around because i got it defending your honor so don't do that do what don't make jokes it's not funny okay well what do you want me to do here i want you to feel bad I want you to feel just as bad as I do right Hon, you don't think I feel bad? Oh, no, yeah, I know that you do. You feel bad for yourself. You feel bad for my grandma. Fuck, I bet you feel bad for Danny. Of course I fucking feel bad for And Danny. what about me? Yeah, and Finley says that Sophie wasn't happy, and Sophie says that she was, and let me tell you, <laughs> I watched season one, and I don't know if Sophie watched season one, but Sophie was not happy. There's right. no world in which, like, maybe Sophie was happy in her relationship with Danny at some point, but oh, for sure. Not, yeah. not when all this happened. Absolutely mm -hmm. not. Not even no. a little. So, yeah. It would be so helpful if the characters of The L Word could watch previous seasons of The L Word just right. so that they could like make their decisions and stuff. I right. think they'd learn a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I just can reread like my old essays sometimes and get some perspective. I actually have a really great example of this from The L Word, which is when Mark and Gomi hang up cameras all yeah. over Shay to Jenny's house. Oh, yeah. Then Jenny True. finds out some stuff about Shane and, and Carmen by watching mm. everyone's favorite short film, Shane Carmen Love Confession. Right. Yeah. So you're saying that really like cis straight men <laughs> who hang up <laughs> private cameras to film lesbians are actually performing a service. What we need more <laughs> of in the world. <laughs> yeah. I would be worried about joking about that if I thought that we had any uh, cis straight men who listen to our podcast. That'd be wild. If you're a straight cis man who listens to our podcast, please email us. I want to know your story. Yes. I want to tell you that you're secretly a trans woman and <laughs> help you on that journey. So I want to tell you that if you are that way and because of that, you're making extra money, you could give it to us. And thank you for your support and your mm -hmm. service to us mm -hmm. as a community. Um, I would probably be nice to you in person. I would definitely be nice to you in person. Anyways, Alice calls them, calls well, them out on this. Because this fight gets like pretty heated. explosive. Oh, yeah. I oh, don't yeah. really understand. Like Sophie makes a really big point of being like, Finley hurt, like you hurt me. Yeah. And I no. think yeah. that's not exactly what happened. Mm -mm. And Sophie really, this is Teresa's she point hurt earlier. Danny. Yeah, Sophie was the one who did this and like yeah. if there is something that was done wrong like Sophie hurt Danny and that's the wrong that has been done mm -hmm. yeah. but Sophie really seems to want everybody to be sad that she is adrift now mm -hmm. which is sort of to your thing earlier like she's going through something about what it means for her and that's not really the focus I think right. what's happening is that the writers are like Rosanne Zayas is incredibly attractive and incredibly talented. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to make Sophie unlikable and also wrong. 
And we're going to see if she can pull it off that people are still going to be rooting for her. And you know what? I still I'm am. still I'm so, still rooting for I'm her. I'm still rooting for her. <laughs> it's complicated, but I am. It's complicated, yeah. So the test the test worked, but I do I do wonder about why about some of these reactions. But you know, yeah. I think she's she's justifying them. I'm just like, wow, you are a mess. Right. Again, like there's this is completely like off the charts emotional absolute like anarchy for all of these people. Yeah. Like everything the ground has been pulled out from underneath them, you know. Yeah. And like all of that catering and dress, you know, all that uh, suit. Maybe she'll <laughs> wear that suit some other time, I guess. Yeah. She looked nice in the suit, she you know. in the suit. Yeah, she um, did look good in the suit. Maybe maybe when she inevitably or I'm hoping inevitably gets together with Finley, they can do a little bit of really toxic role playing where she's wearing her <laughs> wedding suit. Finley walks into the bedroom and goes, "Hello?" and then they have sex. Just yeah, just and, throwing and it out there. She's like, "I think you love me too." And then Sophie just like Sophie's like, "Yes." Clobbers her yeah. and they like fuck in the in the alley and then it turns into a big orgy. Yeah. Um and Marissa and Nat finally have their moment. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um Speaking I loved of, well, I loved Alice's little green outfit when she comes in to break up the fight. <laughs> yeah. Really good. I loved Alice saying, "I know lesbians." I know a lot of lesbians. <laughs> that was similarly to like for us as lesbians. It was like one of those things where like, I don't actually remember like the total context of it, but I did write down that phrase. Cause I just really liked the idea of saying, I know lesbians. I know a lot of lesbians. Did you see she has a bisexual flag on her desk? I did it. Oh, that's nice. She has a little bi flag on her desk. Good for her. We'll talk about that later. I'm yeah. sure. We're going right um, into that. Uh, Finley quits because yeah, Finley she's is, like, is, always wanting to do right by other people even as she continuously blows up people's lives she's yeah. such a yeah she's like real ferdinand the bull i've actually never read that but she's just like so big and clumsy and like hurts people yeah. but then like really wants to be kind like she wants to be yeah. going against her nature anyway it's really sweet ferdinand the bull is a really good story you should you should if you have any like younger cousins or any 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 children in your life? Yeah, Fred and the Bull. Fred and the Bull's a really sweet, really sweet kids book. Yeah, or you could have a baby, just quit your job, get married, yeah, don't yeah. get promoted, have a baby, have a baby. Yeah. read them Ferdinand the Bull. Yeah, perfect. That's a life. Yeah. That's a life that a person could live right there, and that's it not is. a bad one as lives go. Um, I, I do want to move on to the next scene because it's yeah, my it's favorite a, scene that's ever happened in the history of <laughs> visual mediums. Um, so, um. <laughs> mm, <laughs> That's um, Brett's we- <laughs> ranting to Gigi about her job, and Gigi's like, you know, because she's like, he's using me, and Gigi's like, we'll use him back. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really nice that we had a scene where like Bet has a partner who she can talk to about like racial microaggressions because we have not seen that at all. Yeah. You know, like she's always kind of been not really with someone she can talk to about any of that. That's a really you good know? point. And Gigi like does kind of instantly get the exactly play instead of yeah mm-hmm. yeah this was like the best sex scene ever <laughs> T- tell us more <laughs> okay I, I can just read my notes because okay. i actually realized that they're pretty so basically i just i just have in all caps <laughs> gg licking bet's boobs <laughs> then new note all caps gg saying wait <laughs> New note, all caps, top off. New note, top off. bet biting her tongue. I say in all caps, OGM, but I think I meant to write OMG. Um, you were just all mixed up inside? Yeah. So new note, yeah. I literally screamed in this hotel room, which is true. I was in the hotel in Ohio. and Nothing like that has ever happened in that hotel before. I fully screamed. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that there's been some screaming in that hotel. <laughs> Even 
I can I can actually say for certain. Anyway, so um, I what are you going to do in Ohio? You're bored. I actually think there's probably more chaotic sex that happens in that hotel than anywhere else. Because like, You're what right. else are you going to do in Cincinnati except like eat chili and, and have chaotic sex? But like, probably not in that order. Um, so, anyways, then my last <laughs> note was just was just uh uh-uh, uh answer me, which is in quotes because it's what Gigi says, and then another OMG. But this time I actually got the lettering correct. Um, it was just like, I like often talk about how like, I feel like I do feel like I'm a top, but I, I've top who wants to be with other tops. And, and I've had people be like, Oh, that sounds like a lot of like wrestling, or it just like sounds like a lot of, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it was, and, and this was exactly when watching this, I was like, yes, this do not, does do you not see the appeal of this? And they literally do wrestle. They like, yeah. kind of like, yeah, grapple with, it's, it's, it's extremely great. Hot. I had a great time watching. <laughs> I feel in my head, like when I think of two tops having sex, I think of that scene in season five where they were like running through potential hookups for les, les girls. And they had like bet and Helena just kind of wrestling each other in their big, like uh-huh. 2008 pants, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. And that's to me, but this was like, this is like, it's actually happening. And I also really appreciated that they um like really took time with just some very erotic kisses, you know, yes. that like that can be a whole genre that is actually, you know, like usually they just rush in yeah, to the these, fucking. Yeah. These two people are yeah. really good at kissing each other, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Great kissing, yeah. which I think Bet realized on their date when, because she like, they oh, do the first yeah, kiss and then she kind of pulls yeah. back and like looks at Gigi like, right. what the fuck? And yeah. then kisses her again. So I think yeah. she also knows. Yeah. Yeah. They're good at kissing. Yeah. Mm-hmm this was good and I'm happy that it happened. And it really like any doubts that I've had about the L word, about the L word generation <laughs> Q, I just want to, you know, say that they were, was, it was all, it was all made. Okay. By this, <laughs> by this In this moment, everything, that meme of Lindsay Lohan being like, I never said that Paris is my friend is true right <laughs> yeah, now. Exactly. I never said that. I never the said that. Gen Q, Q is, is my friend. friend. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, well speaking is, of people having who've had sex with Gigi, great, great transition. I, I really, I really love it. This one is going to be less fun, though. <laughs> sadly, yeah. This actually is Alice gets home, Nat's asleep. Her favorite hobby, sleeping, <laughs> sleeping with a laptop. Okay, as someone who is very sleepy, I stand with Nat. <laughs> <laughs> people I sleep. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. My notes literally say, literally say, <laughs> Alice. People sleep. <laughs> I was right. so mad on Nat's behalf. Anyway, that's not the point. Well, actually, she, it, it is, is the point. It is. It is the point. Alice tries to open Nat's phone with Nat's face, which, first of all, isn't going to work because that's not how face ID. You need your eyes to be open. Uh-huh. Second of all, that is that is. I just want to say such a deal breaker to me. Like oh, if you absolutely. try to get into someone, yeah. if you try to get into my phone, if you try to get into my computer, I mean, I have nothing to hide. But if you do that, like it's that is that no. That's the end of that's the end of whatever relationship we had. That's yeah. like it's so it's so it's, such a violation and just yeah. such a yep. sign that you don't trust someone and a sign that you're not willing to trust someone or make an effort to trust someone. It's it's really it's no good. Not good, Alice. It's also just that Alice knows that something is going on with Nat, which great, but her reaction is to snoop instead of to just do After. the math in her or even just do the math in your head and realize like Hmm, my girlfriend's brought up thruples and open relationships like five times in the last two days. Right. And then she yeah. goes and cries in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's that hard. 
And yeah. she, what does she think she's going to find on Nat's phone? Like, it, it just... Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, Nat did attempt to open a conversation with her. Nat's a therapist. Nat fucking loves yeah. to communicate. Like, yeah. Alice was the one who was like, no, there's no need to communicate if you're not a bad person. Like, Alice, I'm yeah. pretty sure if you asked Nat what was up, she would literally just tell you. Right. Like, what are you going to find on her fucking phone? I mean, Alice did, like, you know, was like, are you okay? And Nat was like, I am, when she clearly wasn't. But also, right. I do think that if Alice had taken a second to be like, Nat... And no, you're not okay. Like, please talk to me. Nat would have. I think it's very clear when someone is more concerned about the relationship and what the status of the relationship is going to mean for that person as an individual, as opposed to being concerned about your partner because your partner is having a hard time and you're worried about them. Like, right. I think it's it's like when you don't have the capacity to like go beyond yourself and be like, actually, this might not even be about me. Like my partner is going yeah. through something and I want to provide support to her. Like, and that's, that's where Alice's mind should be. It shouldn't be like, what's Nat up to? How is it going to affect me? Like, mm -hmm. sometimes your partner is just going through something and, and like, you need to talk about it and they need to talk about it. And mm -hmm. it's just like, I don't know. It's look, it's, it's a, it's a big bummer. Um, it's a, it's a common trope these days, but only for like thrillers <laughs> and like, and mm -hmm. like crime shows, you know, where someone's like trying to get some like intel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I think it's, I think it's realistic. I think people constantly look at their partner's phones without permission. I mean, I think it, I think it happens all the time. I think it's bad though. Don't do that. Stop doing that. People out there, talk to your partners, or if you don't trust your partner, you shouldn't be with that person. Yeah. Um, Speaking of original cast members doing, <laughs> giving questionable <laughs> advice. I don't think Alice was giving advice, but I do appreciate the effort of that transition. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Yeah. Alice was giving yeah. Speaking of. Um, Which is what people said to me in early 2017. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So Finley is getting a pep talk from Shane and Tess and, um, it's cute and makes and no sense. It, it's cute and absolutely chaotic and yeah, which I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm into. Yeah. And Finley, Finley thinks that like she and Sophie would actually work as a couple. And I really liked this moment because I do relate to that feeling sometimes where like you're in the middle of a bunch of chaos and you're like yeah I just see a world where if there wasn't <laughs> the chaos this yeah. would work and it's such a delusional thought because it's like no but the chaos is so in ingrained in it and like you you actually but but there is that feeling in your stomach where you're like no but if I had just met this person in a different world like we had just yeah. met each other like and and we both, like both could like it. get over our shit like we could we just like it could and it just it ignores how important timing is to relationships it ignores that you actually can't snap your fingers and be like a better adjusted person a version of yourself and same with the person who you're into like i believe that sophie and finley could be together in a healthy yeah. way but it's like you're living in a fictional world of your relationship that's so far from the world where yeah. you have showed up to sophie's wedding in yeah. front of yeah. everyone you guys know Anyway, but that yeah. said, another thing about this scene, though, that is that Finley kind of she doesn't like explain. She explains a little bit of what was going through her mind when she did this. Like, most importantly, yeah. that she didn't know the wedding. Like, she wasn't planning on interrupting the wedding. Right. She's obviously right. an idiot and did not. I mean, she's. <laughs> I, I can say that because Sophie always tells her she's stupid. She's obviously not. Maybe she hasn't been to a lot of lesbian weddings. She did not sure. know that the timing would be her walking into a wedding. She thought that she would ruin it beforehand, which honestly is a kinder. It's if if yeah. she's gonna, you know, like that's different. It's still not okay, but it's still a different. And also, I mean, I don't know. Sophie should have already told Danny about this to begin with, yeah. right? So it's like, is that this on Finley? But also, when Alice called and said that, like that, said that Sophie missed her. That Finley was like, oh, okay, I'll go save her. She obviously wants me back, but can't say anything because she's trapped with Danny. Like, it makes a little bit more sense, like, what was going through Finley's mind at the time. And then sure. the joke about her hat was yeah. really cute. I didn't think I was walking into the actual real wedding in a hat. 
walked in a fucking hat. I know, we were there. When she walked in the door, though, she could have been like, oh, this is happening. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sit down. Um, I, I will say that, like, of all the people who did wrong, like, definitely, Finley did not handle this well, but she's not high on my list. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really, I even think that, like, Micah was, I mean, like, obviously it was less chaotic, but I do think, like, morally, Micah's more in the wrong than Finley in this yeah. whole situation of not telling his, like, best friend about this versus Finley being the one who's like, you shouldn't get married. I mean, that was what I was doing while they were getting married. I was shouting at my TV. Um, Excuse me. Finley's in love with you and I think you're in love with her too. Like I was also, that was where, you know, so Finley yeah. was just saying what everybody should have been saying yeah. a good two months earlier is the time uh-huh. frame I think I'm going to yeah. exist in. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shane laughs and says that the whole thing is Alice's fault and that killed me. I really <laughs> love that. Yeah. Oh, and also we find out that Finley got sober over the summer which has, well, I don't know why I'm thinking this is like she took a summer vacation. <laughs> well, because Alice's show was on hiatus so I have assumed it yeah. was the summer. So, yeah, I think it's the summer. And then they decide to get Finley a job because Finley's now unemployed. Yeah. Yes. Which is nice. And then that's, there's... That's, I like that development. Even though I don't necessarily know if working at a bar or an underground poker game is like really the, is like the healthiest place I, for Finley <laughs> at this point in her life. But, I don't um, know that Finley will be very good at this either. Like no. she's kind of bumbling. It's a lot easier, I think, to be a bumbling like set PA than it is to be like a bumbling bartender. That's yeah. just my guess. Yeah. Having not done the bartender that. job. <laughs> um, yeah. And then... Speaking of... Finley. <laughs> yeah. How's that? She that sure is great. in that next scene. She's in the next scene also. Yeah. So she goes back to Danny and Sophie's or whatever, whoever's house it is now. Yeah. Micah and Micah's there. Micah's house. <laughs> Micah's house. And she and Micah have, a, I thought, a really sweet conversation. Yeah. Like yeah. Finley, again, yeah. trying to be like kind to everyone is like, yeah. Micah, you're not the Finley. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Micah is like, well, that was kind of fucked up. <laughs> also. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finley's like, I know I fucked up and, and I know everyone's mad at me and hates me. And then Michael's like, you're really hard not to love. And that was really, yeah. that, that was, was really, really cute. Sweet. And then. Yeah. Needle drop. What How? the fuck? What were they doing? Why was, who let this happen? Is this legal? Why was this legal? the needle drop? I don't know if this is legal. So then driver's license <laughs> plays. And I will say. The thing that bothered me most about it was that when the song starts playing, we're with Finley to begin with. Uh-huh. And I was like, wait a second. Finley is not Olivia, Olivia being Olivia Rodrigo, is not yeah. Olivia in this scenario. She is literally that blonde girl. Probably with that blonde girl. <laughs> like, she is like literally, like, I'm just like, and so then when we cut to Danny being a mess, I was like, that makes sense. this song is working for me better. It still is a move to use like the most popular song of the moment in your montage. Uh-huh. Um, the the thing is, though, is that the way that I feel every time Driver's License plays where I go, this is a really great song. I think it really deserves to be as famous as it is. I felt that while watching it, too. Uh-huh. Like I was it. It wasn't I don't necessarily think that it was the best artistic choice, but I do think that it, it felt the way it does when it comes on shuffle for me where I go, this song, pretty yeah. good song. Pretty good song. It had the effect more to me of like seeing your teacher outside of school. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry. Like these are different universes. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, this song became popular like during quarantine and specifically on TikTok. It was really big. So it felt like this was my private song for me <laughs> oh, I see. in my bed I see. at one in the morning watching TikTok. Then it was a public song. That I for, might hear in the middle of the fucking L word. Yeah. And then for like I the L word Gen obviously just had to me. cry. Yeah. Danny doesn't cry though. Danny pukes on her long runs. Brutal out here. Oh, yeah, man. which is 
her run and like having all those flashbacks and I was like oh yeah. god that's so painful like she's that's yeah. just so painful that, I thought that was really well done like it really showed yeah. Danny's character yeah. and also what she's going through yeah I was I was into that and even again and it even worked with me with worked with the song when we were with Danny I'm sure Danny's listening to Sour but like, <laughs> like well, I mean truly who has earned the right to listen to Sour more than Danny at this point I don't know what that is Towers Olivia Rodrigo's album. Oh. Have you not listened to the whole album? Yeah, of course I have. But I wasn't <laughs> okay. looking at my Spotify. I was keeping my eyes on their own. <laughs> I famously don't drive. So famously. Famously. Uh, I mean, I do drive. I have I just don't have a car in LA. So I listen to it a lot. Once you get it, you'll be able to drive by your ex's house. When that album came out, I was like, ah, oh, I really wish that I could get into a relationship and then get my heart broken <laughs> and then I could really <laughs> be into it. this. Yeah. I just like yeah. project myself into bad relationships that I've been in like as a yeah. younger right. person. I know I've and been rewarding like, totally. so many breakups through yeah, this album. Like, well, also thinking totally. you just got your driver's license and you already think that you have had the love of your life slip out of your fingers. Come on. That's how it feels when you're that age. Yeah. That's how it feels. I, re- I respect it and I support that very emotional adolescent Pisces and all of her future endeavors. <laughs> She's a Pisces. That makes so much sense. Uh, yeah. You said forever. Now I drive along past your street. Um, okay. So um, Tess and Shane are really vibing. Tess thinks that Shane is sweet after this conversation with Finley. And she says it like 16 times in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Like keep saying the word sweet, which is like, has to be a, the first time anyone's ever called Shane that and be like the record mm-hmm. for how many times it, anyone's called Shane that. I think Shane is sweet. I, don't, you don't I think, think so too. Sweet. I don't think it's, she's, a she's not. Friend. I just don't think that's what people are calling Shane. Yeah. I have a complaint. What's your complaint? What? In this scene, um, Tess opens up emotionally to Shane about her mother mm-hmm. having MS. And then she says Shane needs to open up to her. And Shane uses that opportunity to share a very uninteresting fact. In fact, one that <laughs> as a co-work, like as somebody who's running this bar with her should probably know anyway. It's not, nece- it's yes. not, it's, there's nothing emotional about it, yes. about her mm-hmm. needing the money or something from this. Um, number two, I, I actually don't believe her. I actually don't believe that Kiara would get half of her everything when Kiara is a very successful performer on her own. I also don't believe that that means Shane now has no hope but an underground poker game. I yeah, that and was where I got stuck. I was like, you it think was just stupid? The, you think that the money making opportunity here is to run an underground poker game? Right. Famously, <laughs> you can lose a lot of money yeah, in I really high heard. stakes poker games. I think that sometimes I've learned rich people think that they're broke when they just have slightly less money and they like to be dramatic about it. Mm-hmm. So I, sure. that didn't actually bother me that much. And also because Shane can be emotionally closed off, this did feel like a confession. Like it all, it all checked out for me, even mm-hmm. if it was annoying. Like I understand your complaint, but I would be like, that's more of a complaint I have with Shane McCutcheon mm-hmm. and not a complaint I have with like the writing of Shane. You know what I mean? I wanted her to be like, I had, I never had a hamster, but I did have a pet fish, <laughs> you know, and and then be like, and also I burned down wax. Yeah, that's that. That's still not canon to me. Like, I can't get on board with that. <laughs> I think that's just so wild. Um, Tess says that Shane is like a sweet feral cat. There's so many cats. I'm allergic to this episode. <laughs> Finley is a kitten on the highway and Shane is a sweet feral cat. So, I mean, look, I always thought that Shane and Finley had like a little bit of like, there's some yeah. symmetry there. So, you know, yeah, that works. That works for me. Um, speaking of p- 
people who are sweet. Micah is telling Danny that she could forgive Sophie. Like that is an option. He says that she has all the power and that she can forgive if she wants to forgive, which I really don't want her to because they <laughs> were not working. But I'll, I think this is good friend advice. Like, no, it's great. Fr- it's great friend it's advice. It's really good. She's also mean to him. She is so mean to him. I mean, I think yeah. she's just, like I said, she's leading with anger. Like she is yeah. mad at everyone. I would be sad. I would be in my bed and speaking to no one. Like, yeah, I wouldn't let you would effectively not hear from me for right. weeks. But she's like, I want to yell at everyone. Right. I still am very much like mad at Micah for because I just yeah. think that sometimes people who are nice are conflict averse, and mm. then you feel like they're not harming you, but actually they. This is just I don't know. Mm. I maybe yeah. bringing up specific things for me, but I just I'm like I do think Micah really fucked this one up, right? Yeah, like it's not it's obviously not his fault the way it's Sophie's fault, but like I get Danny having some anger, but this was really nice. This was nice advice, and I'm glad that they're like reconciling and like you know. I, I don't think that Danny's like hold a grudge, but I understand her like initially being angry at Micah. Yeah, I yeah. don't think it's out of line. I think I would also be like, yeah. Um, the only other thing I want to say about Micah is that I love that everyone cares about Sophie's family and their dishware yeah. so much. He's like that belongs yeah. to Sophie's grandma. Don't <laughs> yeah, be mean. Don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mind the pottery, which I thought was very yeah. sweet. Yeah, that is that is sweet. Um, okay. We missed, I think there's a scene somewhere in here where Alice invites Sophie to this poker game. That's about to happen. And that's fine. The point is now we're at the social event of the season, (laughs) this underground lesbian poker game, which is just Shane's friends Mm -hmm. coming to hang out and play poker, but spending thousands of dollars on it. Both of Gigi's boobs are at the table. Great Mm -hmm. point. Great shirt. Great. She, oh, I can't, whatever. I'm in love with her. I think I'm in love with her. It's like <laughs> actually difficult for me to watch scenes that she's in. But yeah. Bet, Gigi, and Alice are all sitting at one table. Sophie mm-hmm. is at the table. Finley is bartending. Yeah. Like this mm-hmm. is just uh, a recipe chaos. for delight <laughs> in the worst way possible. This is like chaos. Akin, yeah, yeah, this is chaos. Akin to the campfire episode that we talked about yeah. last yeah. time. Like right. it's just like yeah. everyone in it, one room all looking at each other and we all have to talk. <laughs> right. Okay, so Beth's being a little bit judgy about Sophie and I was mad, but not as mad as I will be. But first, we get Maribel and Micah being cute. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, it's almost like they're falling badly in love and they're going to bone and they're going to be together and it's going to be so cute and I'm going to be so excited for everyone, especially me especially and also Reese. them, these fictional characters mm-hmm. who I have an investment in for some reason. They have such mm-hmm. a fun little banter. I love yeah. it. Yeah, because she like, teases, like she makes him laugh. Like she mm-hmm. teases him in a way that I think is really cute. And I just like her character so much. Yeah, I think she's great. I mean, the reason why I'm invested in it is because they're two characters that were underwritten in the first season. And and it would be nice if them having a relationship together would mean that they could both have um, richer storylines that could let the actors do what they can do. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it makes total sense that you're excited about it, even beyond your prediction being right, which is always a very (laughs) satisfying thing to happen. I love fucking being Um, right, you know? Yeah. Um, Going back to the poker game, I... I am. <sighs> I, I. I. I have to file a complaint now. I, yeah. Because and and we know I, that I love Bet. I'm a Bet defender. Absolutely. But there's the problem is that Bet has done one thing in her entire life that I have never forgiven her for, which is saying something because she's actually done quite a few things in her life. <laughs> um, but the one thing she's done in her life that I have not forgiven her for is cheating on Jody with Tina. Right. And I'm aware that when the original series was on, and I was like three years old or however old I was, <laughs> that um, I was 75. <laughs> yeah, when Reese was 75 and I was three. Yeah. Um, 
I know that there were a lot of <laughs> Bettina shippers who were like, just did not care how many bodies were left behind <laughs> as we were getting them back together, which is just a wild stance to have. But again, I'm not judging. If you're a Bettina shipper and you like this podcast, that this that's fine. We it's love and space, respect you. This is a safe space, but... <laughs> I love you. I don't necessarily respect you. Um, but Drew's, on but, a, Drew's on a little tear right now. But I... No, obviously it's fine. I, I bet Alice shipper. I'm insane. <laughs> um, so, so, but I was so mad about that happening. And so the fact that Bet is being a bitch to Sophie right. and like being like, how could anyone ever do anything like this? And then on top of that, <sighs> when Shane's like, um, excuse me, you've we, done things wrong. Yeah. She's like, I cheated on Tina 17 years ago. And I will regret it for the rest of my life. And I'm like, you also cheated on Jody. You also fucked your, fucked a TA. Yeah. You also, like, you've, the amount of bad things you've done, Bet. like. If we could itemize for a second, number one, she cheated on Alice with Tina, who was in yes. a relationship with the mans. Two, she cheated on Tina with the carpenter. Three, mm -hmm. she hooked up with her TA, which is mm -hmm. incredibly inappropriate. Four, she started dating another teacher at her university, which is already like a little bit ethically cloudy. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. cheated on her. And part of what, it's not even just that she cheated on Jody with Tina, but she kept Jody around. Oh, she had a full affair. Yeah, as yeah. she was yeah. figuring shit out with Tina. And that is fucked up. Like, there's lots of hard parts about being cheated on. But in my opinion, the hardest part is the sort of the gaslighting, like this denial of like the reality right. that you're living in. And you start to feel crazy. You start to feel weird, like something's off. But they keep saying nothing's off. Like, that is fucked up. So there's mm -hmm. that. And then even in this series, she was dating like a colleague who she kept seeing secretly, mm -hmm. even though it was like, you know, I mean, kind of disrespectful of people in her campaign who are working really hard for her, you know, and like, I don't relate to all of her bad decisions, but like, I understand <laughs> that like, we all are people who've made yeah. mistakes and I've made quite a few, which is why I would never sit at a table and be all holier than thou towards Sophie yeah. ever, yeah. ever. Yeah. Exactly. That's the thing is that like, is that the only reason we need to list these things off is because she is asking for it. Right. She's by being like, I'm, I made this one mistake 17 years ago. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you are a serial cheater. Are we supposed to think that Bet is only sharing that one anecdote because she's trying to hide the other ones or did everyone forget that that's what happened? Right. It's I like, couldn't tell. The thing is, is that a lot of other people at that table know they could have called right. her out. Yeah, on but it. I they think Bet's narrative in her brain is actually, especially with like the Carrie thing happening right now, like her thought about herself and her life story is like, if I had never cheated on Tina that one time, right. actually <laughs> none of this would have happened and we would still be together and happy. Right. Like that is genuinely, I think what she thinks. Oh, yeah. And so, like, that was like the pork in the road. Yeah, that's like the big overarching yeah. thing that has happened. Yeah. Also, Tina just had a miscarriage. We, I forgot to add that to the. Right. And I think, I think Bet is narrativizing her life in a way that is not healthy, but makes sense, where she's like, Tina was my life. And so, cheating on Alice to be with Tina, that's morally okay because it got me with <laughs> Tina. Like, cheating on Jody to get back with Tina was okay because right, I never really exactly. left Tina. Yeah. And it's like, it's just these, like, this, this series of things where it's like, no, 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 th those are also people. You, yeah. like, those yeah, are also those people are also who are people. hurt in your pursuit of your, like, your Ross and Rachel you were having. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. like, like, it's not, like, I, I know that some people maybe were on board and were like, 
Betentina endgame, whatever else happens doesn't matter. I, I was on board, for being well, honest. I was really and into that's it. Fine. <laughs> but it is but it is just this thing where it's like, but if the, in the real life of the universe, like those are real people who had real feelings and you deeply hurt them. So anyways. Yeah. And and Jody yeah. was Polly before she met Bet and wanted to have an open relationship. Yeah, she wanted to be open. Oh, the worst. Well, Awful. Alice wins the poker game and you know what i don't think alice has ever really cheated and so good for her i mean she got (laughs) close she got close oh yeah she almost hooked up with the girl from heavenly creatures oh yeah the fashion designer when they wore matching outfits on that little scooter on the little scooter yeah but she didn't so the only other thing i have to say is that um sadly for me this scene confirmed a little bit more my kinship with alice because i too used to drink like one beer and then show everyone my cards card and be like, this is good. Right. And they're like, that's not how you play cards. Like, anyway. I thought you were being metaphorical there. Nope. Sadly. No, just mm-hmm. literally showing, absolutely literally showing, literally physical, showing cards. physical cards to people. Well, um, Alice may not have ever cheated, but she's but, also, she's still not a perfect partner because Nat comes out to her as polyamorous and Alice is terrible furious. about it. Alice is really bad at this. This is no good. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also another thing that happens that's also not good in this scene, which is that that's like, okay, it's no different than you being bi. What? Yeah. I'm Polly and you're bi. That is not the same. It's actually exactly the same. It's parts of our identities that need to be explored. Which there's a way that that could have been said, (laughs) (laughs) but it was certainly not said the way that it should have been said. I don't know if we're supposed to think it was said in the way it should have been said, but there's just so many reasons why that is not a fair equivalency because like someone's bisexuality does not actually impact their monogamous relationship if they're in a monogamous relationship. Whereas if someone is polyamorous and wants to pursue that as opposed to like, oh yes, I'm generally poly, but I'm in a monogamous relationship because I want to make that compromise. Like if someone is like, I'm poly and I want to explore that, that actually does impact the other person in a monogamous partnership. So there's a, there's a line of thinking of like, I have this side of myself. Why are you being judgmental? You know how people in the queer community can be judgmental to people who have experiences that are outside of the norm. Like there's that way of saying it, but that's not what she said. Or (laughs) that it's something like that. It's like intrinsic to just her. Like it's part of who she is and she can't like change it. Like she can't like talk herself out of being poly any more than Alice could like talk herself out of being bi. Like it just is who she is, Mm -hmm. which I think is different than what they say, which is, Right. So not the best, <laughs> especially considering the show has not the best history with talking about bisexuality. Uh, I didn't love that this was how it was phrased and it was just, oh boy, you know. But you remember when Bet and Gigi had that sex scene earlier? That was really good. <laughs> that was like a real good sex scene. Great point. Um, I love that Nat there. I think it's fun though, that they're making Nat the one who's like figuring out that she's Polly because she seems sort of like straight laced compared to a lot of the other characters, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I feel like that's a fun, like that's an interesting thing to do, but and then Alice like, but I haven't been interested in any men or looked at any men or something. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like what's happening? It was very confusing, but also props to Nat who somehow wants to have a full-time job two kids, <laughs> a relationship and other relationships like that is. And Gigi in her life. Yeah. So they taking say, on so exactly. much stuff. They say women can't do it all, but Nat's ready to do it Nat all. Wants to do it all. <laughs> she, and she's gotten her hair color touched up for this season. Absolutely. She's ready to take on the world. She I sure love that is. for her. Yeah. I really, I don't think Alice and Nat 
belong together, but I do like when they're happy together because they are fun mm-hmm. to be around. Like those two actresses, I say this every every yeah. episode, but like Alicia Haley and Stephanie Allen are just like so fun and yeah. like quippy and on it. And yeah, it makes yeah. me sad when they're sad together. I just, yeah. I also, I don't know. I'm just so confused. I feel like Alice definitely had a lot of feelings and got really attached and definitely had jealousy and, and et cetera, et cetera. But also she was like pretty fun and sexually adventurous. And like, mm-hmm. I don't really understand this either last season, her being anti-thruple or this season being like anti-poly in general. I just like, it doesn't feel like a necessary it's also just this thing where, like, I do sometimes think that fighting is just, like, a really easy way to have conflict and that there are actually other ways to have it. Like, if Nat and Alice were poly and both on board for that, mm-hmm. conflicts could arise that aren't, we, like, vehemently disagree with each other on, like, the very nature of our relationship. Like, they could just be, like, smaller conflicts that could be really interesting to explore and play in. And... I do think sometimes this show in both iterations has a tendency to be like every conflict must be the biggest thing that it can be. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it actually like, isn't the more interesting choice. And I, right. again, I get it's soap opera. So it's like fine to make it big. But I think like, you know, if we, if we could get more group sex, like that's a, that, like <laughs> fighting isn't the only way to make things big. So right, I'm yeah. just saying you can also add people to a sex scene. That's, that's, that's big. And it could be that's in a big, a big much bigger. Um, and it's also with these characters, they have, we have this history for all of them. They have this long history right. and like, it feels like they're like really resistant to bring to bear upon anything, which is so confusing right. to me because that's such a great place to go into a show. You've all these people you're creating from scratch, these other people who have this known history, right. like right. bet did cheat on Alice. Like Alice did lose Dana to Lara and then Dana died. Like Alice was with Tasha who then, kind of fell for Jamie a little bit. Like yeah. Alice has yeah. this history that could explain why, like, right, right. or even if like in her mind, you know, Alice exploring my portals season, you know, <laughs> like that kind of like sexually adventurous, like person is just can't do non-monogamy because they just have too much baggage from right. other relationships, you know, especially, mm-hmm. I'm sure, especially, especially Dana. Like we didn't see that because mm-hmm. it was between seasons, but like, right. That would have right. been so, so hard. Cause I'm sure there was a period of time where she was like, okay, I'm just going to trust her to hang out with Lara and that's totally fine. And then was like, I guess right. it's really not, but she doesn't mention any of that. Right. right. That's a really good point. Yeah. I don't know why the show's so resistant to like take, I mean, I'm aware that we all know the original series more than maybe the average viewer, but right. it, it doesn't, you don't need, even if people don't come in with that context memorized, like you can still reference that context the right. same way that yeah. like, you would have, you can write character backstories even if you never had a prequel, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So. Like, I know I talk about my exes constantly um, and more than the average, (laughs) and more than the average person, for sure. But like, it is actually, it's like egregious, especially when, like last season I had the same feeling when that thruple was happening. Like, why are you not, like this would be a time to be, talk about what happened with Tasha and Jamie. Right. Like this isn't your first, you know, rodeo. (laughs) Right. Well, Uh, um, the fights continue as Danny goes to uh, see Sophie and yeah. it's like, oh, is she going to take Micah's advice and, and forgive? And let me tell you, that's not what's happening. And <laughs> Absolutely Sophie begs not. her to forgive her and Danny's like, nope. And Danny's right because mm-hmm. it's not that you can't come back from cheating or breaking of trust or anything, but the level that this got to, you, she can't get back. I mean, like, there's no world. I mean, there's just no world where she could get back together with Sophie and it would no. be healthy at all. Just, there's just, I, I don't see that. It's too, like, the balance is so off. Like, I just, I don't, I, I don't see how it could possibly happen. 
Yeah. And also like the wedding, you know, like, cause if they're both very wedding family marriage focused people, mm-hmm. like I think that was one of the things they had in common is they both had that desire for this like monogamous mm-hmm. marriage and relationship pretty early in their lives. But like mm-hmm. if they were going to get back together, would they try to get married again? Right. Because if I were Danny, I would just have a panic attack that whole time right. thinking, oh my God, right. like this is somebody who might have cheated on me. And like, do would Sophie have ever cheated on Danny again? No. But would but, but you're like always gonna be thinking like yeah, and yeah. like is this the scene where Danny's like it was the night that like you cried in oh, our bed? Right, yeah. Like anytime yeah. Sophie comes home crying, you're gonna be like, Okay, is this it? Like right. that is just yeah. once you've like yeah. put those pieces together and come up with the, the full puzzle. This like big thing happened on these big events of our life. You're yeah. right. There's like it's seems impossible to build back up to like yeah okay we're gonna happily get married like we can never go to hawaii again first of all <laughs> yeah. yeah that whole state's off the map that whole state is just ruined for danny now uh-huh. like yeah. there's just so many things that just like won't yeah anyway. i mean the harsh truth is that danny is going to be haunted by this in all of, all of her, her re- future relations yeah. like all of her future relationships like mm-hmm. separate it's not even a matter of like oh if she got back with Sophie would she be haunted by this it's like of course she would be because the next time she's with anybody those scars live on like any yeah. any like that level of hurt that level of betrayal like you don't just like mm-hmm. bounce back from that yeah and so right. you can't you can't dwell so I don't know I mean I think the thing about making Sophie really in the wrong is that I was so team Sophie in the first season and now I'm like warming up to Danny in a way that's fun because I want to <laughs> mm-hmm. like all of yeah. all of our all of our friends and Danny makes the right choice here and then Danny makes another right choice because she goes to Beth's and gives her a hug uh-huh. and I don't know what happens after that probably nothing but it's still nice but it's still a good it's, choice but it's yeah. not nothing that was so nice I was really excited happy was really that she sweet. did that you and know? like Sophie gets to cry with her family too like I just thought there was mm-hmm. some good like yeah this was really shitty and sad and they mm-hmm. both have like something to yeah. lean on which is nice mm-hmm. and also it's nice that she got to lean on bet you yes, know what i mean because like there yeah. is it is yeah. kind of like a power move when you go over to like this city's top lesbian and like she will <laughs> yeah. embrace you yeah like the city's queen lesbian yeah and, and like you're probably yeah. still kind of attracted to her and like you, oh, you know yeah. not even if nothing happens at least you're like i'm in bet porter's arms and that yeah. in and of itself is a win regardless of context and bet porter's like in a robe too. yeah like she's very, in a robe yeah yeah i don't know Kind of probably an expensive robe. Probably it probably yeah. feels really nice. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's probably like, let's get you out of this robe <laughs> and into my dreams. Yeah. Everything's really shaking out the way that I personally wanted it to because <laughs> Sophie goes home and sees Finley and then she asks Finley to stay. Yeah. Oh, so maybe something's gonna happen there too. They're doing this full like dance around each other. I think you're right, Reese. It's like Sophie can't really be like okay, great. I'm just going to do the Finley thing because yeah. that's like insane. Like that is bad optics. If right. She's then like, you're the bad couple. Yeah. You're the ones who cheated and messed everything up and now you're with each other. And now that's, you're happy. It's difficult. That's no yeah. good. Uh-huh. So. Okay. Here's my crazy stance though that I know everyone disagrees with me on. If I'm okay. Danny, I want, oh. I would want Sophie and Finley to be together because yeah, I would, true. if they, if they got together, I'd be like, oh, so you we're actually like, there was something here. It was yeah. meaningful. If they don't, then it's like, wow, you blew up our lives for, for nothing. nothing. You have so little respect for me that like, like a fuck with our friend was worth like destroying me. If it's yeah. like, oh, you spent three years in a relationship with this person. I'm like, okay, well, I guess it was worth it to you. Like someone in high school who really, really hurt me, the person who they started dating right after that, they're married now. Yeah. And 
I'm like, well, I was never going to marry you. So like, I'm glad that you made that choice. And I really yeah. do forgive you for like bailing on me at prom. Like I, or like I, because I'm like, you fully have a husband now with yeah. this boy we went to high school with. So like, I love that. Like, so I, I do understand that like the like side eyes would be pretty intense, but I'm like, but if they, if it's real, that means more. So yeah, I think really you're right. Mature of you. If I were Danny, I'd want neither of them to be happy ever again. <laughs> I would want them to be together. Cause I'd be like, at least on your, once I, once I got better, cause Danny's going to find someone else who's better for her. You know what I mean? Like Danny's going to find someone who's better for her and she'll be happy. She's got a lot going for her. But like once I got out of that fog, I would be like, you know, I do care about Sophie and I do want her to be happy. Right. You know what I mean? But right. I relate to that too. Like where, when something happened and where when two people get together and I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you fucking up like all of this shit for this, whatever, this stupid relationship we're like, but also I will say being on the other side of that, where you're the one who's in the relationship that came out of a lot of drama, it puts a lot of pressure on you to have the relationship be good and you deserve right. it. Like you deserve yeah. to have to grapple with that pressure because you did fuck up. And like, right. I'm saying you, and it was, you know, I was in a relationship like that once. It's a lot of pressure, yeah. you know? Well, Sophie's figuring it out, but what she wants, like Drew said earlier, is for Finley to stay. Don't go. Don't go. I want you to stay. Good night. Right. Which is the big. Ending. Yeah. And that's the episode. I liked this episode a lot. I liked this one too. <laughs> I was clear. I wasn't a big fan of the premiere and this episode really had a lot. Like, did it have things that bothered me? Absolutely. But like the good stuff was so good and I just found it all to be really entertaining and even the stuff that bothered me, like I was like, enjoyed screaming. Like most of, like the the bisexual line and the like Micah comparing like transness with like being married, like those two moments I was like, Maybe not. And Bet's denial of her. <laughs> but like even that, like that bothered me, but I was like screaming at the TV about like on J- Jody's behalf. It's not something <laughs> that I feel like deeply serious about. It's just like, I love Jody, you know? So mm-hmm. overall, like, and had like the best sex scene ever. So I, again, like, <laughs> I just think we should be talking about that. So I liked it. In um, Kayla's, which word character should destroy your yeah. life or whatever. I did get Jody. So I'm, oh, I yeah. got Jody too. I got Bet. I got did. Jody. Who did you get? I got Bet. That checks out. Yeah. Um, but I think that actually Bet would destroy my life from the inside. Like, I don't <laughs> think Bet would destroy me. I think I would become Bet and destroy myself. Mm. Does that make sense? You know? Yeah. I really liked this episode. I thought I liked the like drama, the high drama. I know it's yeah. the most fought in episode <laughs> of all time, uh-huh. but like, I kind of like that things are, to Drew's point from last week, like that things are building to yeah. a new place right. instead of, this is like, the tower episode, everything has to crumble so yeah. that they yeah. can all come back up. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like in season four of the L Word original series, that's when like suddenly everyone was single mm-hmm. for a minute. I think like, honestly, like I think maybe Tina was with Henry, but everyone else was single. Well, that doesn't count. Being with Henry is Henry. being single. <laughs> but yeah, being with Henry is being single. Like where they were all single. And that's when a lot of like fun stuff. And I think that it seems kind of like where we're heading with a lot of these people where they're mm-hmm. single, but these things are sort of building and that's exciting because I think that like the show opening last season with like you know Sophie and Danny were together and Alice and Nat were together there wasn't as much uh, and Shane and Kiara were still together they mm-hmm. were Polly 
They were they had yeah. an open relationship. How did Alice yeah. not? I, it's so unclear. What? Ugh. I think this is a thing about Alice, though, which I remembered from our last episode where I was like, why would Alice be mad about this Gigi thing? And like, yeah. it's just a part of her personality where she's like, this yeah. is fine in theory. And then <laughs> as soon as it gets into my home, it's absolutely not fine. And yeah, so, right. That's fair. Okay, I guess. But apply the theory to yeah. your own home. Yeah. Like, it just is kind of frustrating. And like, does she think Shane is a bad person? Right, or Kiara? Like, what? Yeah, she said only, only bad people are non-monogamous. <sighs> Alice has to be problematic every season of the L word. Like she has to have something that she's mad about. And you're like, why are you mad about this? This yeah. is not correct. Right. Yeah. Well, but overall, I'm, I was thrilled. This me is too. what I want from Gen Q pretty much. And I'm excited for this. You know, by the time this comes out, the episode will be on Showtime, like on the website. And that means that whenever anyone wants to, they can <laughs> just scroll to like I didn't write down the timestamp but um, yeah whatever the timestamp we'll put it in the show notes yeah and uh, <laughs> we'll put the timestamp in the show notes for yeah. you and uh, yeah pretty pretty fun pretty good stuff thank you so much for listening to this episode of Two and Back Generation Q one of two podcasts brought to you by autostrada.com you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 2 Back, and you can also email us at 2LMBackCast at gmail.com. Don't forget, we also have a hotline. Yes, it still exists. Give us a call, leave us a message, or just give us a piece of your mind. You can reach us at 971-217-6130. We also have merch. Head over to store.autostraddle.com. There are Bet Porter for President t-shirts. There are two Ellen Beck stickers and lots of other simply iconic autostraddle merchandise. Our theme song is by the talented B. Sedwell. Our brand new two Ellen Beck Generation Q logo is by the incredible Jackie Co. Jackie is so, so talented and you should definitely go check out her work. I've linked her website and socials in the show notes. And definitely let us know if you want us to make stickers of the new logo because I think those would look pretty sick. This episode was produced, edited, and mixed by me, Lauren Klein. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren Taylor Klein and on Twitter at LT Klein. You can follow Drew everywhere at Draw Gregory. That's Drew in the present tense. You can follow Annalisa on Instagram at Analoka with two A's and on Twitter at Analoka with one A and an underscore. You can follow our in-house Elward Savant and living legend Reese Bernard everywhere at Ottawin. Autostraddle is at Autostraddle. And of course, the reason why we are all here, Autostraddle.com. Okay, so sticking with the trend of last week with our now full of intention L words, we are going to end this episode with an L word that describes what we thought of this episode. So Drew, Reese, and Elisa, what are your L words? I picked for my L word, um, uh, Lost Kitten on the Highway. <laughs> <laughs> because that was what Finley's vibe um, mm-hmm. in this episode, and I respect it. Mm-hmm. I picked loungewear. <laughs> mm. Are you thinking about the robe? I'm thinking about the robe. Slipping off the little robe. And like oh, Gigi and Bet, and mm. like Nat is very sleepy. There's yeah. like a lot of loungewear, mm-hmm. lounging stuff. Yeah. Which is important to me as a lazy person. <laughs> you felt seen. Another felt great seen. L word. That's great. Another, a great L word, lazy. <laughs> Um, my L word is licking, as in licking, comma, <laughs> GG Bet's boobs. Um, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. I think I've said enough. All right.
Well, here's to many more sex scenes with the two of them or other Bet people and Danny. Here's I that this we've really been blessed with. Here's the thing that the L word does well. Okay, chops, hops, tops, tops. Oh, tops. Yeah, it's a it's a. There's no top shortage on the L word. That's no. for sure. No, it's a myth. No. It's a myth. I feel like I stopped hearing about the top shortage. Yeah, that was like no really shortage. present in the discourse for it was a while. Really in the discourse you know? for a while. Yeah, yeah. I it was so present that I decided to do a massive survey of all of our readers <laughs> to find out if there really was a top shortage. Wait, really? What did you wait? I don't remember that. What did we find? Uh, there is. Yeah. There is a top shortage. Oh, okay. But no. But the other, the main thing that I found is that most people are switches. Like the vast majority of people are switches, and that more dramatically there was there's a dom shortage. Like mm. the amount of like the comparisons of of like tops to bottoms was like a little bit skewed towards bottoms, but the mm-hmm. sub to doms was very was incredibly skewed towards subs. That's so, um, so you know, get out there and and get your <laughs> tops off on your yogurts. <laughs> And this is the kind of this is the kind of science you can expect from us at to Ellen back. It sure is. We love science. We love science. Science cast. Next week, more on Russian dictators or (laughs) Russian leaders, depending on how you feel about communism. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Drew loves communism.